Welcome back to the Goodlesville, Gallatin, and online Gospel Compass Ministry for another episode of The Journey Through Scripture. Join us as we talk current events, read through the Word, and seek to apply it every Wednesday in this new midweek Bible study, The Journey Through Scripture, a Gospel Compass production. Hey, welcome back to Journey Through Scripture. This is Pastor Tim Stutler and Daniel Evans of the Goodlesville and Gallatin campuses and also here online with Gospel Compass. However you're watching, wherever you are, we thank you for going deeper in God's Word with us together today. Hey, yeah, what we've been doing uh, during COVID-19 is using this time to really go a little bit deeper into the study that we're doing on Sundays. We're very appreciative of our friend Bob Bennell, who's outlined Zechariah's yes. pro, uh, uh, his visions. Mm-hmm. And he obviously introduced the series, and I preached uh, this past week using a lot of the outline that he had given, and plus going in and, and doing my own work. And so it's it was a fascinating thing to see, and mm-hmm. I just wanted to talk. As a matter of fact, today's going to be shorter. Yes, it will be. I promise you, it will be shorter. Unless unless you get going. No, I won't. Right. I will not get going. I'm going to get going to lunch if that's the case. <laughs> so today's, I just really want to dig into the key word I think in this passage was discouragement. Mm. And and as we introduce Zechariah, do you remember some of the, the historical background? You've been in seminary lately. You yeah. used a big word on me earlier. I did. I don't, uh, uh, diaspora. Diaspora. Yeah. But, but, uh, when, when we see the time of Zechariah. Mm-hmm. Do you know where that is in history? Um, I, I'm not exactly sure. I know we kind of compared it to my preparation that I did um, on Nehemiah and the rebuilding of the walls, and it's that just, was like 510 it's BC. It's around the same time, okay. so so that you understand what happened, and I think we just need to rewind this. I rewound it on Sunday, just but for us, a short background. God picks Abraham early on in, in the history of the world. Mm-hmm. He uses Abraham's family as a safe deposit box for his revelation. Mm-hmm. He promises Abraham that through him all the nations of the world would be blessed, that is, that, that people could be saved. Mm-hmm. We see that through Abraham came Jesus, for instance. But in the meantime, Abraham's family is called the Israelites, mm-hmm. and they are given a land that is modern-day Israel. Mm-hmm. Abraham goes into that land. A few generations later, though, they have to come out because of a famine. They go into Egypt. Right. That's where the story of the plagues and everything, after they'd been there for 500 years, God brings them out through the ministry of Moses. Mm -hmm. Moses receives all the laws that God wants his people to live under. These are are worship laws, Mm -hmm. how to worship him, also how to live as a nation. Right. And so they said, everything that you say we will do, and they they called that a covenant. Mm -hmm. And so this is the promise that God will be their God, they will be his people. And so God's never dropped that promise. Right. But I had a people, question about yeah, the chronology. Um, yeah. Isaac, Caleb, Jacob. Because I know what we like. like you, if you're like me, you grew up in church hearing the stories about the, I guess the the t- descendants of Abraham. Yeah. Like, do we know like uh, Abraham had a son named Isaac? Right. Isaac had st- uh, Jacob and Esau. There you go. Mm-hmm. Jacob was the one through whom the promise would come. Right. And then uh, Jacob had twelve sons. Right. And one of those was Joseph. Got Joseph it. was Joseph was. St- was basically sold into slavery by, right, his, by brothers. his brothers. That's yeah. where he goes into Egypt. Uh-huh. He becomes the second most powerful man in the world. He brings his family into Egypt mm-hmm. during the drought and saves the whole family. That's where they're there for 500 years. Right. When they come out, it's under the leadership of Moses, who is also an Israelite. Right. 
When they, so I, I always like when we go back and trace through that. I felt like we like through, especially you know, growing up yeah. doing VBSs and even teaching youth and kids. Like you cherry pick these stories and to look yeah. at how it all looks on the timeline. Like we talk about the historical stuff. Like I love putting the names into those historical spots. Well, you know, Moses comes out. Moses dies before mm-hmm. they enter the promised land. But right. remember, this is going back to where God had promised Abraham they would be as a family. Joshua takes over after the time of Joshua. After he dies, they're led by judges. Yes. So you have the book of the judges. Mm-hmm. There are other things written in the time of the judges. Mm-hmm. For instance, the book of Job is perhaps in the time of the judges. Right. And so we see that we see that they have the judges, and then from the judges they want to, they want a king. They want a king, right? And so then you have kings. Kings and chronicles work together, mm-hmm. and there's there's great prophets during that time because right. the kings keep messing up. So you have Elijah, mm-hmm. Elisha. Well, yeah, timeline-wise, those are happening right. at the same time, right. And so then they continue to fall, and then you have prophets who are warning about what's going to happen. And also those who are from the Messianic prophets start Yes, in, right? and, and the prophets, because God is still going to be true to them, but they're going to suffer some consequences right. because, remember, whom God loves, he corrects. He chastens. And so he chastens. And so we see that decline in Israel as king to king to king, and a few of them bounce back. One of my favorites is Josiah, mm. but it was so far gone by then that the judgment was sealed. Mm-hmm. It was like, have you ever been in trouble with your parents? And all this, and then you act like a prince all the way home. But you know when you're going to get home, you're hoping they forget, but they don't forget. That's exactly what happened with God. I was raised by I was raised by elephants. They never forgot, never forgot. And so that's basically coming what happens. And so you have the children of Israel mm. who are going to be removed from the Promised Land mm-hmm. by Assyria, vicious. Babylon, who would take them into captivity. Right. And so then eventually Babylon is taken over by the Medes and the Persians. Right, right, right. And we have a guy named Darius, who's the king. That's how the book starts. That's how the book starts. In In the the second second year year of King King Darius. So Darius is convinced by Nehemiah Mm -hmm. that he ought to let the Israelites return to their home land. Now, Daniel was Nebuchadnezzar. And that was like 650. Yes, but Daniel also lived through the fall of Nebuchadnezzar. Okay. And so Daniel butts up against. So the maybe reign not of that long ago. Yeah. Right. Okay. And so Daniel had prophesied I'm at all these things, not six fifty. The timeline goes backwards. Yeah, it goes backwards. <laughs> so, so by the way, it had been prophesied that Darius, uh-huh. long before he ever did, that he would allow the people back to land. Mm. So it's amazing to see these prophecies out of Ezekiel, etc., yeah. that talk about these specifics. For so you're going to get punished. In other words, you're going to have a timeout, mm-hmm. but after your timeout's over, <laughs> you get you're, you're back to being yeah. fully our child with all the blessings of being a child. Right. So Darius agrees to let them go back. Ezra is a priest who's helping Nehemiah. Great, great brother book to Nehemiah. And then you have Haggai, who's prophesying during this time, and also Zechariah. Mm-hmm. So that brings us to fifty thousand Jews go back to Jerusalem. That's the that's the capital. That's the political and religious capital of the nation. Mm-hmm. But what does it look like when they return? Right. Oh, it's in shambles. I mean, yeah, it's... It's a war zone, desolate. quite literally. Yeah. It's desolate. And enemies, mm-hmm. other tribes and so forth, have, have entered in that area. Right. And so the other tribes don't want Israel to be reestablished, and mm-hmm. so they continue to attack and threaten and harass. Right. So it's a very discouraging mm-hmm. time. Uh, and and so as the people are going back, uh, Brother Bob said a couple weeks ago, they had returned physically, but they had not returned spiritually. Mm. Their bodies were there, but their hearts weren't in it. Right. And we can draw maybe a parallel to people being out of church for a long time because of COVID. Mm. 
But we can also draw other parallels. For instance, you know, are there times when you've been discouraged? Are there times mm-hmm. when we've been discouraged as leaders of a church or mm-hmm. and discouraged in your home life or in your professional life? There are times of discouragement, and we certainly see that with these people. Mm. Yeah, I think, uh, gosh, I think one of those things like, I don't know, one, one of the things that discouragement-wise that I can draw a parallel to the, to the nation of Israel or to here to the, to the children of God, I, I don't think that they wanted to feel that way. Like, I mean, obviously, you know, the, the big thing was that they needed to return to the Lord and repent of their sin. But when they returned, you know, yeah, I, I almost think like uh, they had this this magical awe about the city of Jerusalem itself. And like when we return, everything's going to be okay now. Yeah. And then when they got there, it was like, whoa, we got a lot of work was, to do. It, well, yeah. and, and it looked daunting. You yeah. know, you are in a situation that I was in at your age facing uh, seminary. For those of you who don't know, seminary is an, it's a professional ministry degree. Mm-hmm. It's it's almost the same amount of time invested as a law degree. So right. you know, seventy to ninety some hours mm-hmm. credit hours, which means um, you can take two or three classes a semester and, and finish before Jesus comes back. Yeah, maybe. and you're just chipping away at this yeah. giant mountain of and it seems of a degree daunting right? and it can be discouraging. And so when you're facing that, I'm sure you feel discouraged sometimes, thinking, How am I, is this ever going to happen? But I don't think any of my professors are watching this, <laughs> but if so, I don't feel that way. No. <laughs> I can remember that feeling. I mean, I crammed yeah. three years into nine. Yeah. You know, it took me nine years to do it. Scenic route. Yeah. So, But I, I can remember that frustration. I, I liken it also to... I used to work for my uncle in the summers doing construction. You did, didn't you do some of that? Oh as well? yeah, I hung drywall, did the yeah. all the yeah hard work. Yeah, and he was always just trying to find me something to do. As a mm-hmm. kid, you know, I, I worked from three or four summers and from the time I was sixteen through some college, and so I remember him taking me to a lot, mm-hmm. and it was wooded, and it was grown up with weeds. It was covered with poison ivy, and he simply dropped me off with a chainsaw. With a weed eater with a blade at the bottom. I love a bladed weed with, eater. With a machete. Love it. And I had a cooler of water. <laughs> yes. And he said, I'll see you later. I didn't know when he would be back, but he wanted me to start clearing that lot mm. because we were going to build a house there. That was the most daunting of tasks yeah. for one young guy yeah. to start in there. I thought that would, I, I could never see a house going up there. Mm-hmm. Well, all I knew though, and here's the point of discouragement the children of Israel. All they were supposed to do was go back and start to work. Mm-hmm. Let God worry about the end. All they were supposed to do was worry about the task that God had assigned. Right. Too many times we get caught up with the end and try to see the end that we forget that our job is just to do what we're supposed to do today. Right. And so, for instance, you and I have had this conversation about seminary. Mm-hmm. I've had this conversation with some of our other guys who are studying. It's, it's a journey. Right. But don't be so focused on the destination that you don't enjoy the journey. Mm. You know, I'm the kind of guy, Daniel, that gets in the car, and I think you're just like me when it comes to this. We're going to Florida, and you better not have to use the bathroom. (laughs) I'm always, uh, my brother and I see how many minutes we can shave off the ETA. (laughs) That's exactly what. That's that's a game. That's a game every guy plays, don't lie. And uh, before there was was the uh, ETA on the the Garmin. (laughs) You know, I'd have a map. I'd have the times mapped out. I'd be be stopwatch to see if I was making my goals. I think my my parents only use the internet to do eBay and to track Cracker Barrels on vacation. Yeah, there. So, yeah. (laughs) So, what I've learned in 
recent years is that I'm going to stop by that pecan place on the way to Florida. Mm. I'm going to stop and get peach, buy a get bag peaches. of peaches. Yeah, That's man. exactly right. Amen. <laughs> uh, we're going to we're going to take a detour off the highway, and we're going to go over down the coast highway when we get there. Valdosta is a fun little town on that. the way to the beach. There you go. So my point is this. Even while you're going, it's got to be discouraging to think, man, this is so yeah. far away. All you got to do is do the next task. Trust God mm-hmm. for the end. That's all the children of Israel had to do. Right. Was do the next, lift the next stone, set the next stone, right? Clear off the next thing. Going back to that time of discouragement, whenever I was dropped off, and I never, I never get this lot cleaned mm-hmm. off. You know, it was just a couple days later that the whole crew came in, right, right. And then a bulldozer came in. Mm. You know, by the end of that summer, I was one of the last people to clean that house up before it was moved mm. into. And so I got to work on that from beginning to end, mm. thinking that it would never. I can remember the discouragement of that right. first day, but the joy of that last day. We need to we need to recognize that sorrows last for a night, but joy comes in the morning. Mm-hmm. That discouragement comes when we're so focused on the end goal that we forget the next thing that we're supposed to do. So, you know, when you come back to church, not everybody's going to be there yet, for instance. As you, you may be going through a job change because of COVID, mm-hmm. and it may not be the same. It may be different. It may, it may be a challenge, but all God's got is for you to do that challenge and trust Him with the end results. It's just fascinating to me. Did I ever tell you what happened to my big drywall project? Yeah, tell me. It was Well, we did it in a, a big—they um, made um, swimming pools, and you could smell the glue and the fiberglass. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, that glue is, like, highly flammable. Mm. And a few years after I was uh, married, my mom sent me a Facebook message story that that plant had burned down. Oh, my god! And I was like, what? So many <laughs> hours of hanging drywall. But, yeah, uh, sa- same thing. You go yeah. into a huge stack of drywall and buckets of mud everywhere, and you look, you look at all the framing in this 20,000-square-foot warehouse, and you think— this is going to take forever. And, yeah. you know, after a summer, same way as you, I'm there sweeping up the end result. And, you know, in the, you know, 10 years later, it burned down. I don't yeah. know what that parallel means. But <laughs> in the moment, you know, again, it was a task that was daunting. Yeah. You just did it one board at a time. And like you're saying, when the rest of the crew came in. And so Israel, we see all these people like Ezra and Nehemiah who were working together. Right. Ezra to teach the truth, Nehemiah to rebuild the wall. All these people who side by side. And I think our greatest parallel coming back from COVID-19 in the church today is going to be the people of God rallying around another that's right and 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 so we see because we deal with this every day we see the church as an application but let me tell you this your marriage can be discouraging oh man you know parenting um, can be hard right now Angie mills and i uh have a wonderful marriage and at the same time it's been challenging we're different we come from different backgrounds we have different personalities and our first year marriage we uh, was was it dickens it was the best of times it was the worst of times see liz talks about our first year marriage like it was terrible and i don't remember that (laughs) perspective has a lot to do with things so you know but you keep working on it i mean we're looking back now on 20 almost 29 years it seems by quickly raising children Mm. you know right now with four little kids at home well they're not as little as they used to be yeah one of them definitely it can be very daunting it can be it can be it can be challenging Mm. it can be tiring and they're not always going to be what they need to be when our kids are learning this lesson too is cohen opens google classrooms today and he's got nine tasks to complete from home you know he's been forced as a seventh grader to homeschool and i mean you know since fourth fifth grade he's been pushed to be in the gifted classes and to to do things that are two and three years beyond his grade level and now He's his own teacher. I'm gonna text him when we get out of here yeah. to make sure he's doing okay. But like that's su- but it's daunting because yeah. there's nobody there to encourage you. you exactly, just, it's like oh my gosh. Seminary so, online is worse than seminary. Yeah, my kids are in college, and I, I right. know that there's been times they've been discouraged. Marriage, education, yeah. 
careers, you know, sometimes having to start back over or or getting a task in your job that just seems to be daunting. Mm. Um, You know, we could go on and on with that list, but how how many people right now are discouraged? I just saw an article this week. How many people are throwing up their hands, too, and just saying... An article in uh, a national article about schools opening back up in Las mm-hmm. Vegas because the suicide rate amongst children is so high. Well, unbelievable Goodness. that kids would be so discouraged. What we have to be able to do is do what Zechariah is encouraging. And in this passage, we saw mm-hmm. he has a vision of a rider on a red horse. That is the very presence of Jesus. He was the angel of God. Mm. Jesus is present with us at all times, Mm -hmm. even in the midst of our discouragement. You see, he was there. The vision was that the rider was present in the grove of myrtle trees. That was a very picture of Jerusalem. Right. We need to always remember that regardless of what we're going through, we have a conquering king Mm -hmm. who is very present with us, and we never need to let go of that. And and so the next thing we know is this. He brings ultimate victory in the end. Mm-hmm. In that passage, it talked about how God is going to hear them. He's going to bring victory for them. Their enemies are going to be defeated. And Jerusalem is going to be a great city, a right. glorious city. And all they had to do was lift the next stone. Mm-hmm. That's the point I want to get to today. When you're discouraged, do the next task. Mm. Do the next thing. Know that God's with you. Know that as long as you're doing what he wants you to do, he will bring it to a great fulfillment. And all we need to do is do the next thing, mm. trusting him for the You know, four years later, after Zechariah's vision, the temple was rebuilt. Mm-hmm. The walls of the city were rebuilt. And in Ezra, I know that you love that book, mm-hmm. there's a, there is a celebration when the people come back and they're worshiping. He just reads for like days. Oh, yeah, they're worshiping <laughs> and they're praising God. Yeah. And, 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 and so I, wanna, I also want to give you something because you, you just talked about perspective. Right. I want to give you something else. All the people gave a loud shout as they praised the Lord when the temple of the Lord was established. This is after the reconstruction, right. after Zechariah's prophecies, after Ezra and Nehemiah, after Haggai was encouraging them. They rebuilt it after four years. Mm-hmm. Many of the priests, the Levites and the leaders, older people who had, who had seen with their own eyes the former temple while it was established, were weeping loudly. And many others raised their voice in a joyous shout. Here is an interesting thing about perspective. This temple did not look like Solomon's temple. Oh, right, yeah. It wasn't near what it had been, and there were some people who had seen it and could remember. So on the one hand, for the people who saw it broken down and saw what it was now, they were celebrating. Right, right, right. For the people who saw what it had been and saw what it was now, they were weeping. Mm. There is a matter of perspective. You know, during COVID-19, we could really get down, Mm -hmm. or we could change our perspective. Mm. What's some of the blessings that have come from this? I mean, we were talking just yesterday in staff meeting about how, you know, we we, um, we don't <laughs> – keeping score is something that we say because we both grew up playing sports. You know, mm-hmm. how do we keep score? How do we know that people are engaged? How do we mm-hmm. know that people are pouring, be, being poured into? And for me, I look at the success of Gallatin Home Groups and the way that um, the, our second campus – and I know our first campus, I'm just not as plugged mm-hmm. into the adult discipleship on this campus as I am in Gallatin. Um, for me, I think that the scorecard changes when we see – people who I know are texting each other, praying together, supporting one another, encouraging one another. You know, Briley had a uh, um, an interview at Starbucks. And I picked up my phone the other day and was like, 11 unread messages. Oh, it's people telling Briley, good luck, love you, praying for you. Mm-hmm. So I mean, just little successes like that for me, I think that's got to be the scorecard that we go back to. And whether or not Sunday morning attendance ever gets back to 
Solomon's mm-hmm. temple, like whether right. it ever gets back to that level, I think that the church seal, like the church, this is a huge opportunity for us as leaders of the church and for you watching as someone who wants to go deeper into God's word to look at true biblical discipleship and how we can go forward in 2021 and advance the uh, advance the gospel, even though we might be crushed, right. we can still be an aromatic fragrance. I we, love that sermon illustration that, that, that you had good, on Sunday. Uh, all we do is lift and set the next stone. Right. Lift and set the next stone. Trust God with the results. So in this time, our perspective matters. Mm-hmm. So yes, Cohen's at home, mm-hmm. but also you've gotten to spend more time with your children than you would have otherwise. That could be a good thing and a bad and thing. I've become his middle school robotics partner. Exactly. Which <laughs> um, is pretty know, nerdy and we, awesome. We've had we even though we're working as hard as ever, we also have a time where we're able to shut it off because there's nothing else to do necessarily. Uh, families are spending more time together. In in this COVID-19, we're so much better off than they were the last time we had a pandemic in the United right. States. A hundred years ago, almost exactly. Mm-hmm. They didn't have air conditioning. They didn't have modern medicine. They didn't have Netflix. They didn't have computer and Facebook and all the ways to stay connected. How awful would it have Spanish been Spanish flu? That was the Spanish flu. Yeah. Yeah. And so Goodness. think about the blessings that we have today. Uh, even even some government bailouts. Mm. You know, there's time in the history of the United States when those weren't there and we had the Great Depression. Mm-hmm. And so we need to just be able to stop and have perspective. Yes, it may not be what it was, but it's a lot better than it may have been. It could have been. And it could have been. And I think that one of the one of the biggest frustrations in our minds today is we uh, we just always want to know what to do. And I, I would think that Tim and I would probably land on the same page here and encourage you mm-hmm. to do something. Not, not you know, no, the, what's the next stone? What's the next mm-hmm. thing? What's the thing that God wants me to do? And so even before we start answering that question of how they rebuilt or what they did, they, I mean, look at Nehemiah. I mean, he prayed, he fasted, he was broken before the Lord, right. and he repented corporately of his people's sin and individually, and then asked, what do you want me to do? And I think that sometimes that'll be revealed to you very clearly, but sometimes it won't. Sometimes it's just picking your foot up and going left to right in God's will That's and trying exactly trying right. to seek his face. The next stone, the mm-hmm. next step, and trusting God with the end. Pray more. Today on uh, Good is Fill in the Know, uh, we're, well, when Good is Fill in the Know comes out, one of the things that you'll see is our new restroom here mm-hmm. at the church. Uh, we remember just a few short weeks ago that was gutted. It looked terrible, and, <laughs> and you wonder how it's going to ever happen. Right. But uh, tile by tile, paint stroke by paint stroke, plumbing by plumbing, it comes together, and now you see the finished product. Mm-hmm. Um, but when that guy's down laying that tile on his knees and he's laying that first tile, that's got to be a discouraging time. So he has to have the ability mm-hmm. to say, I know that if I just do this every time, it's going to be finished in the end. We've got to know that if we just do what God calls us to do, don't get discouraged. Know that he's with us. Know that he's got a plan to work everything out. Know that he hears our prayers. Know that he's able to answer our prayers. And know that God works all the things together for the good to those who love him and are called according to his purpose. You can get through discouraging times, and you can actually not just get through them, mm-hmm. but you can prosper through them. I've got another one. Go ahead. Modern day Zechariah. Zechariah, you know who it is? Who's that? Joanna Gaines. Joanna Gaines. She walks into those fixer upper houses yeah. and she casts these visions. And I love the episodes. And I'm not to be critical, but it's mm-hmm. usually the woman, if it's mm-hmm. a man and a woman, and she can't see it. Mm-hmm. She can't see the vision. She sees this old, broken down house. Mm-hmm. The husband sees, sometimes even the husband sees a bunch of 
projects and yeah. honeydew like yeah. he th- he thinks money pit you know mm-hmm. f- really funny movie by the way yeah. <laughs> he thinks money pit and then she cast this vision and you know i think some people you know and i'm not saying that her you know gift is a spiritual one although they are a great mm-hmm. christian couple chip and chip and joe are but um I-, I think that god gives us still people in our lives who can see the future vision and who will help us make those steps. You know, I think about people like Angie Cook, who directs home groups, you know. She knows right now the most important thing to do is to pour herself into those leaders of home groups Mm -hmm. and pray for people and to encourage people. And that is her vision to get the adult discipleship program reignited again after COVID-19. So there are people out there who can see the vision. You know, I I'm one of those people who can't see the forest for the tree you right. Know, right here in front of me. Right. And so I want to chop down this tree, but mm-hmm. I'm th- you know, I really need to think about how is God using this moment, this thing in front of me to accomplish the greater plan yeah. for his mercy. We take that back to you personally, and we talk personally all the time. We're good friends. But take that back to personally. Mm-hmm. The next class is all you got to worry about. Right. But you do need to know that you'll get that degree. Mm-hmm. You'll have all the all the blessings that come with that. But... The degree is in your mind, but you can't be so focused on the degree right. that you forget what you're learning in the next class. That's just an illustration. Or why you're learning it, to so be a better yeah. minister of the gospel. Yeah. Right. And so, you know, I was like you. I took my seminary while I was uh, serving in the church, and I enjoyed the journey because everything that I learned had immediate application for me. Mm-hmm. At the same time, I know that journey was long and tiring, and there were times when I'm writing a paper at 4 o'clock in the morning. I thought, oh, is this ever going to get <laughs> It was discouraging at times. But... Again, remembering that all I had to worry about was that paper. Yeah. And then I'll do the next thing. We encourage you during this time, hey, read. Read Ezra and Nehemiah. Mm. Read Haggai and Zechariah. And really get a good feel for what these people went through. And what a challenge it must have been for them. But also, I want to remember this. We ended the Sermon Sunday with this beautiful illustration that came out of Zechariah 1-6. through When God promised them if they would return to him, he would return to them. Mm. And so they did return to the land, and apparently they returned spiritually because in verse 6 it says they did, they heard, and they repented, and they turned. Mm -hmm. And 500 years in that very temple is where Jesus came. Yep. How awesome is that? Yeah. And so we're just thankful today that God is true to his promises. Don't ever get so discouraged that you forget that. Mm -hmm. Lift the next stone, set the next stone, trust him for the end. And he'll get you there. We see it in Scripture time after time. We've seen it in our own lives. And if you're discouraged right now, we encourage you to talk to us. Mm. We are available. That's what we're here for. You can call us, send us an email, connect with us on Facebook. We would love to talk with you, encourage you, and to pray with you. Yes. And so we're just appreciative that you joined us today. Did we, did we keep it shorter today? I'm not sure, but one more thing, and I'm yes. not going to go long. All right. The song Evidence by Josh Baldwin. If you missed that on Sunday morning... I see the evidence of your goodness all over my life. Oof. You know, by the way, 2020 vision is always backward. <laughs> yeah. It's always hard to see the presence of God in your life while you're going through it. Mm. But as you look back, you can see it's like the footprints, famous footprints poem. Mm-hmm. And we need to be able to stop and see. That's exactly the vision that came to Zechariah. Stop and see. All throughout the my good history. good God is with you. Amen. Yeah. Hey, thanks for joining us today. God bless you. Be encouraged. God's got you. Amen.